2: Hello and welcome to the NXT review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Daddy Boys of What Culture to review last night's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, nope, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, <gasps> for Daily Wrestling Podcasts, where we're not only reviewing the show formerly known as NXT oh. <laughs> Pay-per-views, premium live events, we have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a little quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet's this week to review the best wrestling show of the week. Hamflet, what did you make of last night's show?
3: That has become a phrase um, that has been used against you, I would say, in recent weeks and months. And it's correct today. Yeah. Um,
2: Today we say And I mean (laughs) Folks, where's the lie?
3: Talked before about NXT occasionally having that, like, platonic ideal of a a genuinely great wrestling match and the the bollocks that we tune in for, ultimately. This is a little bit short on the great wrestling match. A little bit? But the, yeah, you're right, the opener was fine, the rest was trash. But the bollocks was so great, this is feeling all-timer territory for this post-August 2021 era of NXT. You can't call it a 2.0 era, even though that's kind of what we're still in. Uh, this, I, like, if I was ranking episodes, this would be in my top five with a bullet. What do you make of it?
4: Well, I
3: mean, the
4: the reveal of the uh, the, <laughs> the reveal of the makeover. I, we did not see any of that coming. No, no. We knew that he was likely to get manipulated, but my god, the visual! It's WWE. How do we not get that? There's going to be a visual means of conveying mm, that. Yeah, Fantas- fantastic, stellar stuff. What a little complete little
3: sh. Elsewhere, as well. <laughs> a complete load of absolute <laughs> that I really, really enjoyed perversely. Do you know when, as well, like, you know, we're jumping into the review before we get to the bit, but you know when, so like, in AW, Danielson signs, he debuts, and he's like, it's the twist, isn't it? It's how do you think you get an Adam Cole, but you're getting Brian Danielson as well. And then within like three weeks, so Tony Khan's just holding that graphic up there, Grand Slam. You're having it now. You're getting what you're like, here's the big reveal, and you're getting what you want straight away, just so. I don't F it up like I did with so many other dream matches. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely happening right now. To get the reveal and then get the match announcement that would follow. Oh. Like it just it doubled down on your excitement. Like, it's too much. It's just too <laughs> much. Yeah, It was when they went to the bar and I was like,
2: oh, I've already had my fill. Yeah, like we've, You've given us more than enough there, uh, Papa HBK. Um, <laughs> but then they're at the bar and I'm like, oh, my God, we get a second serving. Oh, and then the reveal. Jeez. Spring break, spring break and stacked, guys.
4: It's yeah. like when you have your Christmas dinner, and it's like this has been laboured over. The
2: gravies, you the Christmas good. dinner guy, presumably. No,
4: we go to uh, the mother in laws.
5: Ooh, no
2: and she's, pressure.
4: She's great, and she's got it all planned out, and she's got like that. Uh, she's got a formula: when to cook the turkey, when to do the gravy, so that the flavour deepens. When to put everything in the oven. Like what can be prepped? Like that? I mean, it's I'm not saying it's not hard work. Which she's just got a damn pat, so it's a guaranteed greatness every time. And she can cook what is a great, great bird to make it moist. Because it is possible, if you can cook it like uh, like Eileen. And oh my god, this double helping when you go to the bar, like, oh, what's this? It's like when you have like, oh, I'm so full of a delicious dinner. And there's loads left. <laughs> I'm going to have a second helping. <laughs> and it's going to be great. And then if I feel a bit too full, guess what? It's Christmas. I was going to make myself a <laughs> cocktail. Oh. And then oh, hang on, I think I'll have like five more things. <laughs>
3: it's Christmas and it's great. There's even some LTST in law, I believe, revealed. I've mentioned the Siege of the Death today. I haven't fact checked it. Why would I? It's only NXT, but I'm pretty sure there's some LTST in law about the bar specifically that we'll get to when we get oh. to the review, as was well revealed in this vignette. That's what gets us to the middle, lad, baby. There you go. Uh, so the show opens with
2: just carnage. Basically, we knew there was going to be that um, three way tag title match, uh, but it opens up. Uh, they're doing like a video package, aren't they? Sort of recapping what's gone on last week. Last week, and Vic Joseph's like, "Guys, guys, get the cameras back <laughs> in here!" Just absolute melee going on. It is the tag champs, Gallus, um, the Kree brothers, <laughs> uh, all corrupting each other basically before the <laughs> bell even rings. Um, and yeah, this was just a load of fun. Um, Best gallus match ever. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, <laughs> um, and they're they're just brawling. Uh, this made, match made Julius Creed look even more of a star in my eyes. Like he's he's just going to be amazing. Um, there's him. There's Wolfgang. There's Robbie Fowler. Um, and uh, one of the creeds comes off the top to drop kick everyone else. Basically, I think it was Julius. Um, Later on, Brutus has got isolated. Hot tagged to Julius, and this was another sign. I was like, yep, yeah, this guy's made. Nothing against a Brutus. Julius think, is the guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Brutus is going to shatter both of his ankles, as you point out, every time he does that <laughs> cannonball thing, uh, which I think he did here uh, for like a sort of doom- a doomsday cannonball, basically. Such an amazing
3: spot. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, so worth uh, it. But
2: yeah, Julius' is hot tag, he comes in and just belly-to-belly suplexes everyone. I'm fairly certain he did it to his own to his, to his <laughs> like, brother, but still. Um, he... He, I think um, uh, Mick Jagger was on the top rope or setting up for something, and he Julius leapt up there, slammed him down, then moonsaulted onto him. Oh,
1: my God. Uh,
2: and they're all, anyway, We go to the triple down uh, as we come back from a break, I think, and a triple hot tag. Um, coffee gets pulled out of the ring. Which one was it? Mark, mm-hmm. I think, uh, got pulled outside of the ring. Betty. He's one of the tag time yeah. champions. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't remember which one Which one was the legal one, and Joe was obviously interfering. Joe was legal. <laughs> um, he gets pulled out of <laughs> and the wolf gang gets pulled out the other side by the creeds and they both get sent into the steps and you think oh my god it might be happening uh, and then Ava no surname is the Rock's daughter uh, she gets on the apron to distract Julius uh, and I think he got chopped in the throat by Robbie Fowler at that point um, the diet had go for the doomsday device but um, Mick Jagger gets shoved off the top to the floor Ivy Niles come round and is getting into it with Ava. Uh, and <laughs> Mick Jagger takes her out as he comes <laughs> off the top. Um, but the Creed's h- hit that um, cannonball doomsday device thing. But Julius realizes that Ivy's down, goes out to check on her. Bruce is like, where are you going? Uh, turns around, eats uh, Gallus' finisher. They retain. They can't keep getting away with this. Uh, but a really enjoyable opener.
3: Yeah, a couple of takeaways from this. Gallus, we hate Gallus. That's because they suck. But there is a, there's a, I think, a good feeling um, around them eventually losing the titles. Mm. They have already established, like, that we don't know if the heels are babyfaces. I, I can't figure that out. But what I can tell is, in the building, people do want them to lose the belts. Yeah. So that's going to really help the drama of their title defenses, which is a bit of bargaining for them being champions. But at least it makes for something in the matches. Maybe this is the week. Maybe, so it's like, these are our honky-tonk man now. Maybe somebody will stop yeah, this yeah, reign yeah. of terror, right? So that's going to help. And you could see that here. And I really want to compliment the agent of this match because how often have we? Braun Breakers is easy example, but like every now and then you get it with the Creeds as well. Do not turn these into boring or raw roles on TV wrestlers. And mm. not once did that happen in this and NXT lately with this and with the um, North American title Invitational has started to understand the merit of a bit of chaos. Mm. And I just I would have never imagined it would have come under the. Stewardship of Shawn Michaels on NXT, and yet here we are. I was just super impressed with how that no there was no there was never a chance to take a breath in this. And ultimately, they're never they might do, but they're never typically gonna have the quality of the work that you would get in your standard trials title match on AEW. They're mm. not gonna hit that ceiling yeah. in terms of that that chaos. But this was kind of the best version that they're capable of, and I was really impressed with it as a result. You've got this Diamond mine, never-ending tension in this group. Like why you wouldn't all just agree to disagree at this point and go your separate ways, I don't know. But they lent on that for the story. Um I was I was really impressed by this. Not the best of what we've seen of NXT, truthfully, in ring in 2023, but only because that bar's significantly higher than it mm. was. Tell you what, right, this was great for all the reasons that Hamford's explained. Just frenetic.
4: Like the sayers are all really acute. It just felt constant. It felt like they weren't trying to get loads of stuff in it just felt like this war and sprint to the finish at the same time i really really enjoyed this if i'm triple h got a moment to myself and i'm sitting down and i'm looking at that roster page and i'm thinking who is it like who is him to use the modern paul answer mm. right? it's julius greed like i've first had this take maybe around this time last year when he got a bit of a glimpse of his personality and his fire and that connection with the crowd. And he showed recently a bit of deadpan, self-deprecating mm. humor in that bit where he kind of offered Damon Kemp to team with him. He's like, I oh, he just made a tit of his here. So he's got a bit of a low-key comedic flair. The, so the woofing
2: with Breaker was a great spot as well.
4: Great. We, he could welcome us to Monday Night Raw. He could work a great and different match on Monday Night Raw. He's got this pretty earnest, everyman quality to him that doesn't detract from what could be a real star aura. And he's shot in this match. He was amazing. I think he's him. I think Julius Creed is. If, there was, if it was up to me, right, and I'm looking at this performance center and I'm looking at NXT and I'm looking at anyone Jesus Christ anyone under the age of 35 <laughs> in this company who can be trusted to just be the guy it's I think it's Julius Creed but I would, I would put, if it was up to me I would invest everything in Julius Creed. Not yet, yeah, but I would put the wheels in motion and create
2: some kind of master plan. There's f- sort of a few now that we, you've pointed out, or that we've all pointed out, I suppose. There's the obvious ones, like we all know, Roxanne Perez is going to be absolutely fine when she goes up to the main roster. She has turns. to do it sooner. Just hanging, hanging in, hang it. In, you know, do not want there. a Tyler Bader? Mm. No, Braun um, Breaker, ditto. We'll talk more about his heel turn and subsequent heel character in a little while. But like Duke Hudson. Julius, like, they're, they're sort of stumbling across these people. I know they've brought him in. It's not like they've suddenly gone, oh, you can work pretty well. But they are, yeah, like you said, is
4: 33 years old. There's Vink. <laughs> there's <laughs> Vink, after all. Drew Hudson is 33 okay. years old. Bron Breaker, he's only had a year or a year and a half of doing the WWE style, and it doesn't really suit him. I think there's a star there, particularly in the heel role, but not... I don't think he's him either. Okay, I think Julius Creed has got that earthy quality where people would be willing to watch him sell a lot, whereas Breaker just does it because he's been told and he doesn't have that ability to grip the crowd and ask them for like their support. Uh,
3: Julius Creed is him, I think. He's got for me the qualities of a 2020 Drew McIntyre. Without the constant repetition of, 10 years ago was absolutely bloody awful, and <laughs> but now I'm good, so here we are. Yeah. Like, he could just be like, I've kind of been this from the start, and I've grown into it. Like In terms of the how physical he is, but then pivot into the, right, I'm going to have to be jolly and silly for yeah. a bit, but then match time comes, and I'm going to kick ass, and I'm going to fight for you. Like McIntyre kind of nailed that in the PC, didn't he? I, I associate best Drew McIntyre with the performance centre roles. Oh, thank, I'm quite glad Drew's here, and I've only ever yeah. felt that then. Julius Creed could be that without the. I think he's better than Drew to be honest. Oh, he is. he's
4: got more about him. He
2: will have more about him than Drew has. It's you? a higher
3: ceiling, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, we see uh, a footage from earlier on in the day where DiJak's arriving at the arena in full gimmick, sunglasses on, etc., etc. Uh, he's asked about Ilya Dragunov. Uh, and answers the question, and then gets mad that the person's daring to ask him another question, so he shoves him over, and, oh, hang on one second, and then, who should uh, arrive and basically say, uh, hey, uh, he's just doing his job, leave him alone, mate. Um, Who should arrive, but, um, have a pick a number, one in twenty? Four. Who should arrive, but, (coughs) Apollo. (laughs) (laughs) Pitiful. (laughs) A little squeaker. We'll save the we'll save the big ones for later, I assume. Why? <laughs> uh, so they set up a match for later on, basically saying, "Oh, the draft's happening, and uh, why don't we have a bare knuckle fight and
3: you know raise our stock?" Basically, if there was anybody right now in NXT when all the vignettes are always about taking you out of the ring and into well new destinations, we're going to get to on this very podcast. I want to see Jack exactly as he is, like living his life. Yes. Having to go to, like, Asda with the other punk rats. 365 with Jack. Yes. Like, doing his shopping, paying his bills, getting the washing done, because I believe that he could live that gimmick. Like, sitting at home on a Wednesday night, furiously watching Dynamite. Look at all these punk rats.
2: As much as we took the piss when he turned up as, what, knockoff Matrix, Kenny Omega, the gimmick thing... This is the best version of the character he's ever had, I think.
4: Yeah, in-ring this week was just there, I think, for me. But the the man is a giant (laughs) dog, caricature of a human being, so let's make that the gimmick.
3: Did South Park do an episode where there was a guy that had been frozen in time, but only from sort of 20 years or so in the future? like his references were like only slightly better or only slightly worse whichever way it was this he does feel like cryogenically frozen but from like the year 2000 (laughs) yeah it's like at this point he's kind of this was an irrelevant scientific experiment but we're stuck with him anyway like the scientist that was like looking after the thing died and then it was just like oh christ in 1992 we froze somebody and we were supposed to release him in the year 2000 he's only just got out yeah so we're stuck with this guy i I love him i i want to see him in more NXT yes. scenarios than matches. <laughs> the matches are fine, but like this cat, he, I believe in. Not watching NXT for the rest. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, not watching it for the rest. No, I believe in the not. gimmick. Um,
2: we get a hype video for Noam Dar, who's got his uh, in ring debut later on in the show. And then we get, well, it was called Hard Hitting Home Truths Ray <laughs> <with Nathan laughs> and Fraser, right? Which what is, was this? I mean, it was the last week tonight parody wasn't it it yeah. was completely lifted from that obviously the <laughs> WWE have, uh, about six months after it happened or maybe even longer than that actually uh, have gone oh yeah go after us and our horrible business practices with you Well, they've, we'll, they've just done it again though oh have they done another yeah, one of course oh okay hence this and so we're going to get Nathan Fraser on the case uh, and he talks in this yeah, weird good. sort of talk That's show setting that guy's British we've got a British guy yeah yeah, yeah. he's more than a guy, guy who can just flip um, but he hasn't gone great since he came back from injury. Just to set the scene a little bit more, Wilborn. I don't want to do your job for oh, you. Oh, yeah. He sat in front of a desk. Yeah.
4: For people who don't know what Last Week Tonight is, is yes. that what it's called is?
2: Yeah, that's what Tonight sat in front of
4: a, a desk, he's got his cup of joe, he's got his hair slicked back. This is a professional wrestler being a talk show host, mm-hmm. and he's
2: going to tell you some home truths. Yeah, uh, talks about how he's come close to winning, but something's missing. Uh he could get sad or depressed about it, um, but he's come to this realization
3: that this place is full of studs and studettes. Is that even a word? Mm. Um sorry, something's missing, and that is a uh, lashing out with lash legends. So I'm doing this now. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um he he can't be sad if he doesn't throw down. Speed is important in life as it defies gravity. A bit like an
3: aeroplane. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> he says, if you're fast enough, unhappiness can't catch you. That's the show.
3: See you later. That, that, that's an abysmal message. Yes, it is. Hey. What an absolutely... Run away from your... Yeah. Run away from your problems or, hey, hey, slow-ass fat loser, get quicker. Like, that's that's basically what they did. It's a very, very WWE take on mental health yeah. and anxiety and all the things like we all face in life. And they're just saying like, well, if you weren't such a fat loser watching and in fact were a supreme athlete like this guy, you'd be fine. Join the Performance Center. Be better somehow tacked on to the end of them making Nathan Frazier, a chat show host, <laughs> John Oliver, James Corden, you bloody bits to all i right, catch out. What's the Stevie
2: person called? Stevie Turner? Turner, not
3: Hunter. Yes, Turner. Turner.
2: It's that, last Out with the Last Legend, and this now. I love them. They're great. Why don't you just get in a wrestling room? This was
4: amazing. Nothing baffles me on this show anymore. I'm immune to being baffled by the insanity that is this show. It is normal to me now. I watched this, and my legitimate reaction was, huh? (laughs) Why? The guy on Twitter, uh, Galazzo Dan, he tweeted that WWE are the undisputed kings of making people in their early 20s look like they're 40 years old. (laughs) What are they doing here with Nathan Fraser? He's never been the coolest guy. No, I don't know if this is them embracing the fact that, as somebody else called him on Twitter whose name escapes me, it's more Noel Edmonds than, <laughs> yeah. Than, God, I think
3: John Oliver. in NXT. I'm going to explode. He's like, he looks like the Ted DiBiase Hasbro figure. Not being
2: funny, it's like watching Will Born. <laughs> Yeah, I'll take that. You
4: know what I mean? It's like, watch, like a presenter,
2: you know? I've he's, taken a lot of influence from John Oliver in my presenting style, so I'll take that as a huge compliment. <laughs> he's a,
4: it was like watching like, a presenter on YouTube. Like, what, what are you doing? Hard-hitting home truths, where a little little bit about me, a little bit more about me, and maybe a little bit more about you. What did I learn about myself watching this? (laughs) I I mean, we could
3: argue that we should have picked a a different hobby, maybe. (laughs) I saw the the void here. (laughs) I didn't like the reflection. (laughs) Hard-hitting home truths. There's a name for that kind of device that's pretty cool, isn't it? What's uh, I can't remember. (laughs) Like, you really... Classy presenters use that. That's probably why he's gone down that route, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, alliteration. Yeah.
4: yeah. I hated this so much, and I loved it and laughed at it and just thought, you know what? It's a, you never invest in this company. Doesn't It <laughs> doesn't matter who's in charge. doesn't matter how good WrestleMania is. You are going to give this to someone, and it's, what are we doing here? I just like
2: the idea of that going out and then going, <laughs> that's shown John Oliver. He's been put in his place.
4: Hard-hitting home truths. So what was it's If it's hard-hitting, I should be like struck by its immediacy. Yeah. And
2: I, I grasp what you're talking about. Planes defy gravity. That's what I took from it. Well I guess it's the truth. It's, yeah. it's not a home
4: truth, though, is it? No. A hard-hitting home truth. Is this a heel turn? If so, why? <laughs> I think he's wrestling <laughs> about 12 matches, and he's well, awesome in all of them. But he was and in he like very... be a baby <laughs> face. And he's got the most pop-worthy baby face Arsenal. And if he isn't turning heel, why does he look like such a smoked twat? <laughs> why does he look like... A Tory telling me that instead of whinging about the, the cost of living crisis, I can make a meal for my entire family for the cost oh. of one pounds £1.26 yeah. using some Asda store-bought pasta. That's what he looks like. You know, he, what is this?
2: I don't want to get on a rant here, but I saw a thing on telly the other day, and, and Anne-Louise took the whole fury of this from me, where I was like, cool, so our government have spent, I don't know how much money it would cost, like a prime time advert, to say, "Hey, turn your heating down." Save oh Christ, a them action. adverts, man! Why don't you? Oh, I'm not going to get in a rant.
3: I'm not well, no, rant. but this is hard hitting home truths with Adam Will Bond and the Daddy Boys. <laughs> That's yeah, a, it's our segment that we've done every week forever. Yeah, <laughs> why are you so shocked by this sudden occurrence? I, I love, I love WWE so much. This is why the power's back because Nathan Frazier is so fantastic that Ben Carter sent everybody into hysterics for like two weeks, and then WWE signed him, and everyone, oh god. Where's Ben Carter was really funny for a bit. Remember Ben Carter? That was great crack for a while. And then Nathan Fraser shows up. And even though he's Nathan Fraser, he's so good yeah. that he overpowers all of that dread and he overpowers all of those fears. And
4: I'm it's like a footballer. It's been eight hours. It's been
3: oh, yeah, eight. It's I've been eight. That one that they did. Eight months. And this wrestling company with the wrestlers has overpowered all that dread and they made him a footballer and a chat show host. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. G. Goodson's been a failed card player and a member of a pretend college, and think. This is like, the route you have to
2: go through. Look at where Grayson Waller is right now. So, it's on the same show. The hard-hitting home truth is that if you have the right attitude
4: in this climate of 2023, gesturing broadly at everything, you know... If you're a failure, just run away. <laughs> be fast like me. Don't think about it, you stupid, anxious asshole. Just, is he telling me to run away from my problems? Is he telling me that he's a super breed of human being? What's the what's the truth? Can't you do flips, Eric?
3: No, no. I That's can't. why I watch you.
4: I've got a dad pod, and the middle aged spread is happening before my eyes. And every time I want to do something about it, I just would prefer to eat a crisp.
3: <laughs> if we all did this, you'd be unremarkable. Nathan, Yes, Yes, exactly. The idea as well that like when he signed and, and we all love Nathan Frazier. Yeah. Right. When he signed, there was this move of a lot of people to be like, oh, that's a shame. Like, AW fans would rather have him in AEW because they don't watch WWE. And there's nothing wrong with that as well. But like there was this, oh. so then he kind of, there was almost like this defensive stance where it was like, well, it was just my dream. So then a bunch of people were getting on those fans backs and it was like, let the kid live his dream. There's nothing wrong with that. This does have a bit of a eight months later. Revival. Yeah. What was your dream to be a chat show host on a developmental? And, uh, Slathered in fake tan and aged up. Like, was this the dream? Like, And maybe as a WWE fan, it was. Maybe he knew. Maybe like Sean has
4: sold He's him. He's not grown up. Nathan Fraser on SummerSlam 1989, yeah. starting with the Brainbusters versus the Hard Foundation.
1: Oh my God.
4: Tony Schiavone doing the calls. in WWF. Oh my God. All the nostalgia all at once. Oh, my God. Nathan Fraser thinks Seth Rollins is, uh, you know, the best wrestler of all time, mm. and maybe he grew up on Miz TV. This is what WWE is to these
2: people, and it's odd. I like the fact that they're going to go, Nathan, you stick at this. Look what happened to Tyler. Six or seven or eight years after he <laughs> did the big stuff in the tournament. Jeez, and now he's 50. <laughs> <laughs> Just like you are, Nathan, now. <laughs> um, That's a part it in old trees. If you want a legitimately good uh, mental health thing... Uh, we did the Mindful Mixtape for ACAST recently. It's available right now. Just go and search for ACAST Mindful Mixtape. Uh, what it is, it's just the three of us having a genuine conversation about mental health. Uh, and all you have to do to listen to it is give a little donation. I think it varies. You can do like £1, £3, £5, £1, £10, whatever you can afford, basically, uh, for a great mental health charity. Donate for that and you can go and listen to it. And we had a genuinely had a really good time doing that. Um, it it, I, I promise you, it's better than this.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not, None of the stuff that Nathan Fraser said came up, though, so really, were we, was no. it valid? Or not? Who can say? I don't know. Full don't disclosure, know. there's no discussion of um,
2: airplanes defi- defying gravity on there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go and search for gas <laughs> Mindful Mixtape. Uh, let's talk about Noam Dar's in-ring debut. Has he wrestled on NXT? He's done NXT UK. I don't think he's done NXT other than, like, dark matches. I was checking his cage match.
3: Oh, well, I was going to say you know the answer?
2: Well, I, I'm, I don't know if you, if there's a random one. I've not not looked that deep, more detailed. And you two are the
3: you two are the encyclopedias. Well, speaking of dark, I thought he might have done something in the dingy Triple H era, and I reckon he was in the black and gold pre Wednesday Night War run. Ah, but like so little of that was memorable television that it'd be easily forgotten. Like you think about it, when Norm Dark came in, there was Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah, he did stuff. with loads of folks, yeah, yeah, like loads of overlaps. So probably, but it
4: doesn't matter. It doesn't this matter. Conversation does not matter. Yeah.
3: yeah. The uh,
4: television show does not matter.
2: <laughs> he squashed uh Miles Bourne relatively easily here. Born's um, well, got a bit of fire. Yeah.
4: It's my new weekly segment with Cedric One to Watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Miles Bourne. I think it's
3: good. Yeah. I'll, this was my first look at Miles Bourne. And I liked him as well in that same way that and I, I th- I'm assuming this is the booking. Did he lose that match? You know, the one he had. Against Eddie Thorpe, Yeah, so that's like back-to-back losses now. But they're, really, they're wanting you to see that he's great. Mm. And that was kind of the strategy with Takeshita. Shrewd this. Yeah, the, that was the strategy with Takeshita, wasn't it? They knew that there was enough talent there that you would watch him and be like, well, it doesn't matter that he's losing because I'm seeing mm. somebody that I'm obviously being told to care about. I feel like that's the crack with Miles Bourne. I'm
2: not worried about the defeats. Yeah, Noam Dar looked relatively dominant here, though. Uh, knee strike. Uh, back elbow and that Nova roller finisher of his one two three. I like Noam Dar. I'm glad he's in an XT. He's all right. He's one of those where
4: he's technically good in the ring. He is kind of banter outside of it. Mm. Weirdly, those things don't really mesh together. I don't watch him in the ring and see the character that I gravitate towards a little bit.
3: It's a bit like Gulak. Well, it's funny you mention Gulak because Gulak has come in as this wrestling guy. Yeah. On the show when, which is so skit heavy, when he's previously proven that within the system he's quite a good skit guy. Mm. And I was just going to say that about Noam Dar. Noam Dar was a half-decent skit guy on shows that didn't really have place for skits and he'd end up being in digital exclusives and stuff like that. It's odd that he's here with his Heritage Cup and his his wrestling when there's so many more opportunities on this specific brand. Well,
4: it's just a weird thing I noticed. Why can't people with charisma and a bit of patter about them, put it in the ring at the same time, then you'd have the perfect act. Like, who's really good at this? Kyle O'Reilly. It's mm, Kyle mm, O'Reilly, you know? Yeah. Oh. That goddamn spot in that three-way at revolution where was like, ah! Yeah. Forgot! <laughs> <laughs> that was meant to be, you know, I'm not going for the title. I forgot, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, there's a bit of that with the one, that I'm dull, where it's a bit of a
3: disconnect. Mm. I, just, I just remember, do you remember Beige Cassidy? Kyle O'Reilly's uh, Orange Cassidy tribute act. <laughs>
2: Hello, <laughs> Riley.
3: Him and Adam Cole going 50 minutes every month. <laughs> uh, we've got a video package
2: for Roxanne Perez ahead of her match with Zoe Stark later. She wants to win back the NXT Women's Championship. She'll go through Tiffany's down if she has to, uh, but she's going to shut Zoe up. Uh, 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 sorry if I just sort of ran through that a little bit quickly because I've just seen what's next. Then we go to Kiana James's <sighs> office. Oh, that's oh my God. Um and uh, Josh Briggs has gone in to see her. Um, he's trying to patch things up, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and Kiana says, look, Brooks, don't want to talk to you. I don't want to see you, considering what's happened. Briggs is getting a bit het up, a bit emotional here. He's on the verge of tears. He's, uh, he's talking about the connection that they've got. And Kiana's like, oh, fine, why don't you talk to him yourself? And then he walks in. And That's when love walked in through the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you want to describe it? You're a
3: gear guy. How do you... Thunder. Shoes, tight trousers, no socks, some smoke in the background. <laughs> Is he vaping? A different light. It was great as well because Briggs was like, uh, I love that kid. And it was a very subtle minimising of his status. And it's like, oh, so you've, if you're new to this, and obviously, nobody was because the same people that watch NXT like us that have just been watching every week were led to believe that he's still going to be this, like, minuscule figure, and then you get this oh, transformation. Seven foot tall, didn't it's, he? It's real cinema because that's what they would do. They would have their one character that's supposed to be his best friend minimising so that you can see the contrast. Cine.
2: Cine. And, uh, yeah, he's stylish, and he's like, I think, you should, uh, I think you should leave, mate. And Briggs is like, no, man, we're family. We should talk about like family. Come on. Uh, and says he gents like, Ugh, not family. I'm tired of being treated like a kid. Kiana treats me like my I'm, like I'm a man. Uh, what, what is that? And Briggs <laughs> says I never treated you <laughs> anything <laughs> less than that. She you she? I, I don't not yet. I don't no, re- I don't think so yet. No, 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 no. Jezebel's know how to play this game. I don't recognise the man I see. Jensen's like, well, so I am piss off.
3: Oh, what God. a snapshot this was for the future. This was an unbelievable reveal. Like I howled laughing way too loud in a house where his kids are supposed to be asleep, and I'm watching a stupid wrestling show on my phone at the clock in the morning. Like I howled laughing. I think this is the
2: one to get your boys
3: into. Do you reckon? Yeah, this is the t- this is the turning point
2: storyline. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they don't know what sex is yet. Come <laughs> like, on, this. Oh, I don't mean this, but I mean this
3: show generally. Actually, out, I hope so. Will Bonny Out comes Jensen. <laughs> Friggin' they've glowed him up, and he still looks like Napoleon Dynamite's brother. <laughs> Because of his, like the bumpkin that lurks oh, beneath. Yeah. Right. He is, has a vote for so Keanu t
2: shirt next week on Explode.
4: Uh, it's so perfectly judged because he looks like this outfit is very
3: stylish. Yeah. He's still got that horrific mustache. <laughs> if he has no, rid of that, that, that mustache, mustache. Scraped back mullet is still there. It's trying to burst out of the tight. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. Isn't it? Like the,
4: if he doesn't have that mustache, he actually looks too much like a new man and not someone who's trying too hard yeah. to play the role. He might even look less incelly because that mustache does so much heavy lifting <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the look. Yeah, yes. It is awful. Oh God, this is perfect. Like I it's one of those where it's like, how do I like Briggs and Jensen? Lest we forget people, okay? Mm-hmm. Cast your mind back to maybe even this time last year where I was like, all right, okay. This guy's banter because, you know, he recovers from a broken arm three weeks earlier than the doctor <laughs> thought he's developed so much muscle (laughs) in it through masturbation and uh, it's quite funny we used to think of these boys as gallus yeah yeah us US gallus this is nothing short of the equivalent of us this time in 2024 saying that gallus
3: is the best thing in wrestling (laughs) wow that's
4: what we hated these we hated them
3: dreaded the matches yeah like the music and the whole presentation all of it i want now like, all I've been able to do is, like, me and Sidwick, can, I can't believe I'm going to say this. We're talking about this over the desks, right? Jeez. About the match next week, which we'll get to. And the, the sort of the ways in which this could spin off and all the sort of stuff. Some of it's preview, but let's be honest, we're too excited. Um, like, now that we've, <laughs> we've had, Now that we've had the reveal of him being, like, suited and booted with her, at some point, like, I want this to stick around a bit because I want the film, come on, I'm taking you shopping. And then he's coming out of the dressing room and you do the, oh the rule of God. three gag where she's like just sneering. But then the third one, it's some like preposterous maximum male models adjacent suit and she does that. Just right. Oh, is that the gear when he's shopping for his, yeah, wrestling like for gear? his, yeah. for his new wrestling gear because he's like all that sort of stuff. I mean yeah, it tux. Yeah. Seems
4: to me like throughout the millennial wrestlers sort of like fandom and their journey through it, there's always been one like real ones know is the best thing going and wrestling. Maybe other people will catch up eventually. Mm. So, 1994, ECW, um, like early 2000s, like this this Ring of Honor thing is really really good. Mm. Like about 2009, it swings to to uh to pro wrestling, Gorilla, and then like the mid 2010s, like. I British wrestling's actually sorted it. its act out. It's really cool. In 2023, it's Brooks and Jensen.
2: It is. <laughs> it is. And I'm going to
4: tweet this out and I'm going to get 40 likes. I was going to say, because, yeah. Because, and that'll prove the That's thing the point. true. the taste that makers will like count. Taste makers will know and like this tweet. If you're a taste maker, you will like that tweet, but not enough people will because not enough people know. But you will. In the years to come, this will transfer. AW doesn't exist without PWG. I don't know what the next 10 years of wrestling looks like, but I know for a fact that the DNA of the wrestling industry in 10 years from
2: now, this will code it. Tag Team Wrestling is in safe hands.
3: (laughs) Just all of it is in safe hands now. I love this so much. I tweeted this this morning, right? I promise this is true. So like Raw, I I had a lot of praise for Mm -hmm. how they set it up with the faction stuff. And I said, oh, I think I quite like what they're doing here. But I made the point that, like, Cody not winning the belt is the cloud over the top of it. So it was like, ah, I think it's quite good. And I can see this and this and this and this. This was a feeling. The emotion got to me before the brain. Like I, He walked out of that room. Well, to be honest, I'm like, you, when it cuts to that office at this point, when it cuts to business towers, <sighs> you know what Like, oh I'm so in. Like, you put your hands in front of your face, right? Like, what are we going to get there in business towers? Like, uh, And then as soon as he comes out the door, yeah, the emotions took over. And I haven't felt like that since hand slap three since the rubber chicken hit Cody's shoulder. (laughs) I've not felt like that about anything from WWE and they got me here. And just think about this as well.
2: There's about 25 more segments on this show. (laughs) Yeah, granted, Uh, but also, uh, we, we are, you know, we support crap or at least recently crap football clubs. And you ever have that thing where it comes at you in waves of like, you win a big game and that's great. And then the next morning you wake up and you go, Oh God, we won a big game. Like full disclosure, despite the fact this is the best wrestling show of the week. And the moment we walk out of the studio, and uh, we're going to completely forget everything that's happened on the <laughs> and then, this. And then on Tuesday, we're going to go, oh, what's on what's tonight's end? Oh, man, yeah, and get that wave of it all over again. I'm so excited. I love these guys. I, I cannot wait for the
3: review of the next bit. This is part one. This is, this is the, I know. yeah. I know. Uh, right, let's move on. Oh, um, double bloodline. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring.
2: Then we get Odyssey Jones coming out uh, for his match, um, and he's doing his little gimmick. He turns around and gets speared out of his fucking shoes by Brom Breaker. Yeah,
3: he's my favorite wrestler.
2: Who gets? He, he just gets uh, stretched off. Breaker grabs a microphone and says, last week he told the fat rednecks that they'd see a different <laughs> side of him. And he put up up that pathetic chase you ceremony when everyone gets an award. They're clowns. That's fine. We're going to do it in the circus. Uh, and then Duke bloody Hudson's there in the chase you uh, section uh, and says, keep Andre Chase's name out of your damn mouth. Uh, he says, "You ruined my MVP ceremony. You tore up the Chase you flag. You threw it down on my mentor. And why? Because you lost me an NXT title. Because you're sad. You're moping around here. You don't like it, it? now. No one's put Chase you down and gets away with it. Not even the unstoppable Braun Breaker. Uh, I'll challenge you to a. I've got. I'm challenging you to a match. It's brain breaking, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Braun's like, Oh, I saw you. I remember what happened last time. You couldn't get out. Couldn't get out of this ring fast enough with your little trophy." Uh, you can take your time to prepare for spring break. And was like, wait, wait, wait. I'm not finished talking, you bloody idiot. And he says, look at me. Next week, it's going to be a battle of the Giants. Bron Breaker against the man himself, <laughs> the legend, the beating heart of Chase U. Andre Chase, you're the, Andre Chase's ass bumping. And then Bron says, yeah, fine, whatever. Andre Chase, enjoy your next seven days of life, because next, next week, I'm going to spear you in half, and it's going to be the end of Chase U.
4: Spear your ass in half, you little sh- s***.
3: <laughs> this was everything. This segment was everything, right? That spear, Ron Breaker the heel, is incredible, oh by the way, God. because... It's better than Goldberg is a heel ever oh was. Oh, my
4: God. Like he'll never be the babyface Goldberg was. No. In a million years, he's a better heel than Goldberg ever was.
3: Instantly. like, And it, we, we, it feels like they've addressed a complaint with this heel turn. Of like, how many more matches should have just been, bang, spear, guy's dead. And now that's his new heel stick So, brilliant. Duke Hudson, like, this was perfect, right? Because you saw... So Cecilijah's point about Julius Creed that Duke Hudson is also him because he did the perfect babyface promo when you could start you could smell that the yeah. swerve was coming so it's like so not only is he doing the perfect babyface promo but he's doing it to obscure the fact that he's a heel and he's a he's a real piece of garbage but the brawn I've not finished talking. Right, the boldness with which he jumped back in was like, "Christ, that's main event level stuff." If you're actually a babyface challenging for a title, this had a lot. NXT and then it's hot. <laughs> yeah. Like, was like, oh, so like at this point, obviously the the match we've just kind of referred to wasn't yet. Now it was like, well, that's two absolutely awesome things. I cannot wait to watch on Spring breaking. Yeah, like your stupid show dumbass of, TV special. Show, show of the year so far. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Other than Revolution, yeah, I'm I'm hyped. I'm hyped for Spring breaking, dude. <laughs> Um, Cora Jay's doing a backstage interview about uh, running through the, they were like, she was, oh, I thought it was being nice. whilst reading through every single person in the women's locker rooms, Wikipedia page effectively. Gigi Dunning interrupts, uh, and says, you're pretty, you are. And my Instagram famous ass is going to kick yours tonight.
5: Yeah.
4: (laughs) Move on. It's a lot to get through
2: here. Uh, pretty daily, a backstage. Um, (laughs) And they uh, talk about birthday. Talk about Go today. Oh.
3: for Amelia. Yeah. Oh, nice. Happy birthday, Charlotte. Happy birthday, Charlotte. Yeah. Um,
2: and they talk about the uh, temporary kidnapping. I think that's how we describe it. Catch and release. Catch wasn't and it? release. Yeah. Um, he, uh, Kit's getting anxious. He couldn't breathe after he got put in the put in the trunk of Fair. a car. Um, um, they're playing by their rules. Next week, you you Tony D and Stacks, you're going to be the one in the trunk, and you're going to be sleeping with the fishers. Great. Great. More on this a little bit later on. Then it was time for Roxanne Perez versus Zoe Stark. Um, Fun, fun little match this between the two of them. Um, Roxy demonstrating her skills yet again, twirls her around for a big Rana, dives through the ropes onto Zoe, but Zoe catches her and drops her onto the apron as we go to a break. When we come back, Perez makes her come back, manages to hit the dive she'd gone for a little bit earlier. Um, Goes a, Flying crossbody off the top rope as Starks floats over to try and get a pinfall. Uh, she keeps going for Pop Rocks. Zoe keeps countering. She hits with a huge slam at one point to get a two count. She goes for her finish. Roxy counters that. Um, there's a super kick in there. But in the end, um, Roxanne Perez nails her with Pop Rocks and gets the one, two, three.
3: This was good, but uh, I really hope that Roxanne Perez is like a surprise debut at Backlash, let's say, and Bianca Belair, your days are numbered, I'm here now, because this title reign did feel like it was cut a bit short, mm. confusingly so. This should still be Roxanne Perez defending it. like having matches like this, but defend the title and owning the show. And now the fact that she's got so little purpose, like done that, take that off, sort of makes the quality of the work feel a bit hollow. So I do hope this is swan song stuff we're getting from her. And like as early as Backlash, I would say, because otherwise the only thing left for this character is probably to turn heel and that would feel rushed too. Mm. It's not but like no, the bomb can't breaker thing. Perez way. can
4: Perez heel. No,
3: you can't, can you? But there's, I just don't feel as a baby face beyond winning the title back and really what's the second reign when you've lived the mm. dream of the first one. I hope this is, we're seeing the beginning of the end, I hope.
4: Match was a nice little three and a qu- quarter start effort. Don't want to patronize it, but it was really quite well worked and a bit dramatic at times without being blow away great. Didn't have that. Oh, I'm watching something great, mm. feeling. But, oh, my God, it looked like a five-star, like a old-school 90s melter
2: five-star compared to uh, Gigi Dolin and...
4: uh it Cora Jade?
2: Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, anyway, post-match, Roxanne gets on the mic, uh, or goes to get on the mic, I suppose. Here comes Indy Hartwell, who congratulates her um, and talks about the fact that she wouldn't be NXT Women's Champion without Roxy. wants to be a fighting champion. She says, you know what, how about next week? Me and you... NXT Women's Championship, and Roxanne says, look, we're friends, but uh, when it comes to the title, it's every woman for herself. Let's go. It's on at spring breaking. And Then here comes Tiffany Stratton, who says, what did I just witness? Did I go blind or something? Another woman getting a title match instead of me? Shocker. Indy, uh, why don't you just call your title name for what it actually is? Pure dumb law. You barely climbed up that ladder, and now you just hang out title matches to random beatable opponents? Roxanne's like, excuse me, beatable? <laughs> I was so beatable. Why didn't you beat me in the NXT breakout tournament? And Tiff's like, that's so twenty twenty. India, you're better, bro. And he says, Look, I don't give a f- look, I don't care if you're a former women's champion or some bimbo who thinks he's got my number. How about we make it a triple threat for next week?
3: Great. Um I think Indy retains. I've just thought about something. Indy Hartwell said, Roxanne Perez, I wouldn't be champion without you, and we're just led to believe it's because she would have been injured potentially, and that's why the belt went on the yeah, line in the yeah yeah. Match, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did Roxanne Perez not hang out with Tony Dean Stacks last week? Yes. She did, yeah. So, might she have, like, sort of a bit of knowledge of the ways of secret mafia style hits? Yeah. Attacks, perhaps. And good point. We're
2: still trying to figure out who
3: did the attack the in
2: the car park. Well, it was Indy Hartwell. Oh, right. Pete. So,
3: maybe Roxanne Perez was her assailant. It was not her assailant, sorry, her accomplice. And Ooh. that's when she's saying, I wouldn't be NXT Women's Champion without you. She was doing a bit of hiding in plain sight. Bit of an Easter egg. Yeah. Easter egg. I don't care. Yeah. I, didn't th- I didn't think he would.
2: Uh, Mackenzie does an interview with Grace and Bloody Waller. He can't stop talking about shoeies. Um, and uh, she's like, well, hang on, you're getting a title shot and you just lost literally like a few weeks ago. And he's like, ah, ah unsanctioned match. Doesn't happen, doesn't count. Um, uh, I like Mello, but I'm going to beat him next week. And that's not a prediction. That's the Grace and Waller effect. You know that catchphrase. <laughs> um. And then another, like, it just was just like, oh, do you want another treat? Yeah, another treat, another treat. We thought it was all oversage between uh, Robert Stone and Vaughn Wagner.
1: Oh,
3: my God.
4: Oh, my God. Oh,
1: oh my Jesus God. Christ. Christ.
2: Um, and Stone's walking off. He's like, I'm done. I'm finished. And Vaughn's like, no, no please. He's begging. But well, he's not doing it quite like that. That was maybe too much. No, please. <laughs> and he's like, I'm, I'm ready. I am ready. He's like, he's like, I'll. D- I will do anything. Not anything. There are parameters <laughs> to what I will do, but I will do up to a certain point. Enough to you, you stay with me, please, because I need a voice person who talks for me.
3: It would take me a long time to do everything. Yeah.
2: Yes, I will. Yeah, I can't lay out the parameters. Anything the also involves. Um,
4: Above everything, if you think about it, it goes potentially beyond the comprehension of human understanding. <laughs> Robert, where have you gone? You can go for anything theoretical that you can that doesn't
3: really necessarily uh, encompass everything. <laughs> when, anything when? is different. It's more. I know I said I would explain it all, but I did not consider the ramifications. Um, by the time I'm done explaining all,
4: there will be more infinite <laughs> amount of all <laughs> that have transpired in the world. And in fact...
3: Universe. Uh, after I said it all, <laughs> nobody lives forever.
2: Anyway, uh, Stone's like, "I don't care. I'm off." And he's like, "My name is Von Wagner, and I always wanted to be in WWE, and my dad was a Beverly brother." Yeah, <laughs> Robert Stone's like, "Son of a bitch, I'm in."
3: Wait. Opening up, it's your Wikipedia page.
4: Okay, yeah, uh, okay, I'm starting to get something from you here, Von.
3: Wait a second. How is my surname Wagner when my dad's was Beverly? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what?
4: Maybe Wagner is his middle name
3: and he's Von Wagner Beverly.
2: Sebastian but, Von Wagner Beverly. What an incredible name change that would be. It'd
3: Sebastian be Von Wagner Beverly. And then they just try and phase out Von Wagner and then it's like, oh yeah, Sebastian Beverly. We've always called him that. <laughs> What if he comes out to the Beverly Brothers theme music next oh my week? God. Oh,
1: my God. It's like
3: the purple long tights. Oh, my God.
4: Oh,
3: my God. Oh my God. And they could uh, pay tribute to the late Lanny and Robert Stone could have a genius cap and gown or a 12-foot cock.
4: <laughs> Robert Stone and Von Wagner become the new
2: Beverly Brothers. Oh, my God. And they do the Shake a height spike.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
2: Spring Break is going to be the greatest year I've ever seen.
3: (laughs) Shaker Heights, but the land is quite low and still. (laughs) I should know. I lived there. (laughs) Um, My dad was a Beverly brother. So, theoretically, was my uncle. But I I never saw him. (laughs) Uh, Explain that to me.
2: We get a vignette. from
3: <laughs> Axiom. No!
2: He does not see a man in a mask when he looks in the mirror. He sees Im- himself. Uh, why does scripts hide his voice? Scripts is not a supervillain, and he's going to prove that when they meet in the ring and then be done with him forever. And then there was some TikTok thing saying Danny Palmer's going to be coming up soon as well.
3: I love this. I love this sort of, like, implication that uh, Axiom saying to scripts, we're not the same, you and I. Like, no sh- <laughs> Axiom you've <laughs> seen Scripps wrestle <laughs> Brilliant man So Axiom is
2: saying that This is just him now Yeah But Scripps is just dressing up Is that what he's saying? I and mean, then Presumably they're saying Oh you're, you're hiding behind a mask I wear a mask because I like masks oh, What's this leading to? A mask <laughs> why goes? do you like
3: masks? Scripts and NXT Anonymous Please name properly Scripts Thank you And NXT Anonymous <laughs> get together to, uh, <laughs> do we get footage? Oh, yeah, I forgot about it. Axi- anonymous Axing without so the many mask. Characters in this <laughs> universe. Yeah, do we get footage of Axing without the mask on? And this is bringing back a kid.
2: Oh,
3: that's too good. <laughs> not f- f-
2: too good for this show. Uh, then it was time for uh, Cora Jade versus Gigi Dolin. Skip. <laughs> I mean, the match itself it was, was terrible. It was not good. Go on Twitter, show me the gifts. And uh, it was ruined by an interference from J.C. Jane. Um, ruined? No, it was not the word I would It was. It was concluded. It was concluded. <laughs> <laughs> Doline pulled her out of the ring, beat her ass, chucked her into the ring steps, and chucked him right into Booker T. Um, and Doline, of course, turned around to avoid getting counted out. Gets back in and immediately gets nailed by the jumping knee strike from Corey Jane. The DDT for the one, two, three. Uh, and then post match Cora goes to cut a promo when here comes bird person who says time for talking's over um, if you're this if you're the savior of a person uh, savior of a division <laughs> uh, let's see it let's see it out at uh, spring Breaking. You- this match
4: was not merely wrestled underwater. it was as if they'd flooded. The performance center with Treacle surgically altered everyone in the audience to have gills so they would survive. Uh-huh. And then the match took place. It was a bit where Gigi Dolan has to pretend to do an offensive move, but then Roxanne uh, Cora Jade, who's lying on the mat, so lift her legs up to do the old, I'm going to use my... Both bases, both soles of my feet to get you off me. Jesus Christ. She just went, come on then. McDolan <laughs> <laughs> like was just like just leaned into getting a kick in the sternum. And then they try to do this Irish whip sequence and like a back elbow. And, oh oh and man, that elbow. They were just slow motion as you'll ever see. This is one of the most sluggish matches. You'll ever see that doesn't involve carrying cross. Mm. It's like carrying cross versus carrying cross.
3: Did you, so if this whole thing was flooded underwater and the whole audience had gills, yes. have we finally got a name for this venue? Is it the Goldfish Bowl? <laughs> yes, the Goldfish go. Bowl. Which would explain why Bird Person flew into it, because it's like the glass <laughs> and she probably didn't realize it was a window. She decided to become a wrestler. <laughs> Give some gills, please. I like the look of this. fish person.
2: <laughs> you could say, I am a fish out of water. I'm dead.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You could say that, but you would be incorrect. I am human. Uh, thought?
4: A human being? (laughs) Well, of course I'm a human being. I'm being
3: alive. (laughs) I am a human doing. Doing some talking, that is.
2: I am talking now, but when I finish talking, (laughs) there is silence. I cannot simultaneously... Say I am not talking and be talking. <laughs> Eddie Thorpe uh, is getting interviewed by Mackenzie. He says, I've been soaking it all in. I've traveled everywhere. I've enhanced my skill set, so I'm ready for when the chance comes. Um, talks about people having stereotypical views of Native Americans, but he, he's about to make a point, and then here comes Damon Gemb who says, uh, hey, you look pretty good you. Keep up the good work, kid. He might have some vibe
4: horrible. <laughs> it is, isn't it?
2: Still general demeanor in his way of speaking. I hate him so much.
4: I, oh my god.
3: Oh god, he's here. <laughs>
4: yeah. Oh no, Kemp. Horrible man.
3: Doesn't feel like he's a pigeon. Oh my Kemp. <laughs> it's like he's not been in front of the crowd for like six months, doesn't it? He just backstage causing bother and being a knob. He's <laughs> just stood around going.
2: I'm not my brother, so, you know. There's <laughs> always that. Um, right, moving on. <sighs> We're going to the bar, guys. Fallon Henley and Josh Briggs are at the uh, Henley Family Bar enjoying some Henley Family Nuts and drinks and what have you. Nuts? Well, you know, they're, they're like,
3: I, I love this bar. <laughs> Henley Family Nuts, I've think seen quite a few of them. <laughs> handful of nuts at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> if that was the case, then we wouldn't have gone this mess in the first place. This is where I identified some law in LTST, by the way, just quickly. First thing we saw at the bar, the establishing shot was the sign of the bar, which we, I didn't. I don't think we've ever known that Fallon Henley's bar was Big Daddy's bar, which is the place where Gallus hang out and play pool. So are Gallus the patrons of Fallon Henley's bar, keeping it afloat? Keep basically keeping it afloat.
2: It's <laughs> like a mango to goose shops.
3: Yeah, like the only people pleased that Gallus actually landed in NXT is Fallon Henley because it's basically kept her in business.
2: Yeah, the only person who said, "Oh, thank God, Gallus is here."
3: And, uh, <laughs> and when Shawn Gav- Michaels for some <laughs> reason <laughs> and when US Gallas get back together when this whole mess with Keanu James and Fallon Henley is cleaned up the fight can happen in the bar for the tag belts that's where all this goes yes unless Keanu James has
2: bought it and that's still the plan And then, still the long game and then what's his name Brooks Jensen French as Fallon Henley punches French James. Punches the jukebox, glass shines, he slices his hand open. <laughs> Nailed it. That's my
3: wanking hand.
2: Oh, well, I say it feels like
4: another touch if you do it with your other hand. And if you sit on it as well, my God, <laughs> it's like getting
3: that jerked that off by a ghost. You never do that before a match. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I'm, like, I'm a f- f- wank <laughs> with my <laughs> c- other hand. Come on, are you ready? And his, uh, I'll be two minutes and his hand's gone, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's in the corner trying to get okay. inside. He's just gone i uh, uh, pins and needles or something. <laughs> There's a tag, but he didn't register it. Yeah. It's gone numb. <laughs> Rikishi makes, like, especially against the parents Rikishi, I need you. Look at the size of that ass. Sit on this.
2: Uh, so Josh Briggs is like, oh, man, I just can't make sense of this. Uh, and Paul's like, well, she's positioned
3: for a segment on the seat. I, so, I know, Brilliant that. <laughs> that <laughs> conversation that we had in Kiana's business office has <laughs> left me feeling sad.
2: <laughs> Previously on NXT, uh, Fallon says, Well, it's because um, she's manipulating him, she's got him wrapped around her finger. Uh, and Kiana and Jensen then walk in, and he's like, Oh, thank God, you come to your senses, you want a drink? And Jensen's like, Ugh, I don't want a drink. Uh, and it brings like, It's okay, buddy, I know you didn't mean anything by it. And Jensen's like, Oh, no, I meant all of it, I meant every word that <laughs> I said. Um... And uh, I'm you the best man. You can tell by the expression on his face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why would like Brooks talk about this? Is it
4: Brooks,
3: oh.
2: Briggs, uh, Briggs. Yeah,
3: I can see on your face you have come to apologise. You
2: really don't <laughs> know me at all. Better, better reading axiom at this right? <laughs> um, he said, "I'm the best man on your team," and uh, Fallon, you're just jealous of us too. More story, oh, more. Layers. She looked like a little bit too annoyed by this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, why well, are you in love with him? Oh, I'm, not lov- I'm not in love with him. So, why would you even say that? <laughs> yep. If anything. The lady doth protest too much. Uh, he <laughs> says, yeah, you're yeah, just jazzed because we've got a good relationship. And then they held hands. <laughs> <net. laughs> <laughs> 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 <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> These <a> nuts. <laughs>
2: Um, And then, if it couldn't get any better, Gauntlet's laid down. Uh, Jensen and Keanu versus Briggs and Fallon next week. And then Fallon's like, get the hell out of my ball.
4: This is massive. (laughs) This is when um, the week, fortnight before Revolution 2020, you the card run Sick. down in Independence, Missouri, and you're like, all right, cool, what they've got in store for the go-home show. Uh, Kenny Omega versus Pac in a 30-minute Iron Man match. <laughs> what? He's, he's doing a tag match like four days later. What? Yes! Yes! It's the best wrestling I've
3: ever seen in my life. They can't have a match yet. It's happening now. Like um, which this, time,
2: this time next
3: week, it will have happened. Yeah. Like oh, th- there are so many. I cannot wait for the pre. I always can't wait for the NXT preview. <laughs> yeah, about. but like the amount of different permutations and ramifications of where this goes. Holy sh! <laughs> I, I cannot believe we're getting it now. I cannot believe it. <laughs>
4: like the 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 ratio of earnestness and irony with a storyline. It's getting more earnest for me. Yeah. <laughs> it really
3: is. standard the by the way. The women's tag title match was like dead, silently in yeah, the building, yeah. and then the purse comes out and you can just feel like 25 people <laughs> like they're really invested too, you can hear Wilborn in his chair like elbow Nicholas hard, this is the thing I've been telling you about, this is what matters
2: exactly what happened uh, siege picking up on between 1 and 19 not 4 obviously Uh, 8
3: double squeak said innit double and squeak <laughs> I mean, these two a tag team. <laughs> something to do with potatoes and leftovers.
2: Follow Cruz versus Dijak with um Cruz fought back with a German, three German suplexes, in fact, for a, for a two count early on. Uh, Dijak on the outside goes to suplex him back into the ring. Cruz blocks it, though. So Cruz uh, gets dropped across the ropes by Dijak and knocked off the apron to take us to a break. When we come back... Cruz makes his comeback, um, leaping clothesline off the ropes, a splash in the corner and a blockbuster for a near fall. Uh, but then Dijak just takes his head off with a discus big boot, um, goes for the choke slam. Cruz is desperate to try and avoid this finish. Hits him with a knee, hits a standing moonsault, but, or goes for a standing moonsault. Dijak moves, though, and hits him with hard justice. Cruz kicks out the last second. Um, looks like he might have a chance. As Dijak charges at him, he hits him with a back elbow, leaps over Dijak, gets caught on his back, feasts your eyes, one, two, three, post-match Dijak goes to kick his ass a bit more, Dragonoff comes down to make the save and they get into it.
3: I mean, to extend Sidgwick's analogy there, this is a bit like on those AWP where the women have got to follow the elite. I was, it was too much of a come down, this match was too boring after what had happened in the bar, and I kind of, because these aren't developmental guys at all, I, I felt like I was allowed to expect something more. I thought this was pretty drab.
4: Yeah, drab.
3: Hell. I'm not not interested in jack and Dragunov. Yeah. But this wasn't, like, the advert for it. 2017, capital G, capital M, good
4: match with characters that are just preposterous, that I didn't care about, for which I felt nothing, and I will never remember.
2: Yeah, I'm often often encouraged to to let it play out with Apollo Groups because you can see into the future, but... Um, <laughs> I don't know what this route he's taking recently is.
3: Do you not think it like, you know, when they were talking about the draft and stuff, it's not like, well, I'm going to Raw. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell you where everybody else is going as well. <laughs> yeah, you if you want. I'm off. Um,
2: right, I, d- I didn't feel comfortable with the next segment. JC Jane is leaving the Performance Centre, and obviously the Gigi Dolin stuff that they've been talking about recently, about her family and her mother and, and what have you, is real, right? Yeah. And... and so JC Jane's cutting this promo on her, saying, oh, you know, you abandoned your little brother when you ran away from home at 17, uh, despite everything that she did. Uh, you're, you're not a noble soul. You'd rather wrestle on the indies than help your little brother. Um, and she says, when I'm done with you, you're going to run from NXT like you did your brother and your mother.
3: They will justify all this, as they have done from the beginning. Of um, So she told her own story as a way to say, JC, you knew this about me. And yet you've decided to turn on me. Like, how could you do that when you know this part of the past? It's I, I don't love this in silly wrestling. No. But at least the um what's the word? The agency was with Gigi Dolan because she's volunteering this information about why the turn mm-hmm. broke her heart so much. This where you do the heel thing, well now you know all that, I'm gonna make it even worse. I'm gonna double down, is not great ever. But it's particularly egregious when such heavyweight material is being handled by such a lightweight performer. Like, I don't want this to turn into, like, a criticism of JCJ and the performer. It's a developmental brand, blah, 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 blah. But she's not great, and this is incredibly difficult material to drag over the line, if you should be even doing it at all. I hated this.
4: Yeah, I hated it too for everything that he just said. Uh, I'm not just saying that because I'm worried about when we're going to do the preview of AEW.
2: Yeah, another title match came next. Wesley versus Charlie Dempsey. And it was exactly as you previewed it, Sage. Of, he's quite good, isn't he? We're trying to get excited for Wesley hitting his big moves, but Charlie Dempsey keeps dragging him down to the mat and and you know, contrasting his high-flying style. Is watching Gareth Barry wrestle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this man, he does a good job.
3: Regal
4: genetics, man, honestly. He does a good yeah. job at the things he should be doing.
2: Yeah, he he kept getting to his feet and then got like sent face first into the turnbuckle and hit with a gut wrench, suplex. Lee fires back though with a snapmare and a drop kick, Uh, charges him, but Dempsey moves and dragon screws him, double underhook suplex, he's controlling him. Um, He gets suplexed does Wesley, but he lands on his feet uh, and... Charlie Dempsey charges at him. Super kick Insiguri gets kicked off the apron. Sorry, Drew Gulak gets kicked off the apron uh, and hit with a cardiac kick because earlier on, I should say, he attacked Wesley as part of his entrance. Cardiac kick gives Wesley the one, two, three. He retains, uh, and Wesley's got no mates uh, because he got the crap kicked out by both of them afterwards. And basically, um, Gulak hit him with a powerbomb presumably set up on that match, which should be really enjoyable as well.
3: Yeah, they wanted to call me. Gareth Barry but I went by Gary Barry because right, it's a bit funny it's a bit funny like, for the punters yeah the punters leave remembering who you are remember Gary Barry it's like Kelly Kelly I thought that was bloody inspired that was Gary Barry that's what they said I've got a champ. Gareth nobody ever cheered for a Gareth nobody ever cheered for a Stephen that's why I became William it's to do with Austin it's my choice <laughs> I wanted to be like Shakespeare Shakespeare for the WWF At that time I took a uh,
4: drink of a cup of tea but it turned out to be urine <laughs> uh, punters love that face I did yeah. that face has carried me for 40 It's piss.
5: (laughs) Oh, that's not tea.
3: Actually urine. Piss. Being made to wear a dress. Getting trapped in a headlock. One face. (laughs) (laughs) But a good match. Not really. The wing clipper formula is supposed to like make you just yearn for the flyer to do the flying stuff and this didn't get you there.
2: Uh, Then we go to the restaurant um, because uh, (laughs) Tony D and Stax are in there. They're goddamn pissed about what happened last week. Tony throws his hat down and says, Goddamn it, Stax, they ripped your jacket. And Stax says, yeah, that's right. They destroyed your hat. Terrible. (laughs) (laughs) That's an awful voice, man. Uh, And Tony says, (laughs) oh, my Uncle Carmine gave me that hat. And he was a little kiss up to this guy. You
4: could try and do a little bit closer because he's, you know, an Italian-American as well. He's playing one.
3: Pretty daily
2: ones. (laughs) Terrible.
4: (laughs) Terrible. I'm super
3: <laughs> You do the big swamp, for Fred.
2: All right, guys. Tony said, oh, he speak your language? What streets street little guy's ever been down, huh? <laughs> Maybe that's where we take you, boys. The pavement. Take him down to the docks. Maybe break a hand or two. Oh, I like where your head's at, says Tony. But I got a better idea. <laughs> Next, What do you got, boss? <laughs> <laughs> says, <laughs> Look, it's kind of like what we did to Paulie Montgomery back in the day. You remember that? They love reminiscent. They love reminiscing. <laughs> yeah, boss, uh, I do. The guy in the neighborhood. The big freezer. Are you thinking what? <laughs> Absolutely. Look, pretty deadly want to play rough. No problem. The gloves come off. Next week, spring breaking, through. <laughs> <laughs> the Angelo family, pretty deadly in the first ever. Trunk match, Woo. not you, Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> He's a pro. That's good. Uh, and stacks. Yeah, that's right. Who's school go style. Tony says, hey, "Look, check this. When we're done stopping them in the trunk, we're gonna take them for a long ride, huh?" Ha ha! Both like that. <laughs> <laughs> and they both do the do business and like, drink red wine. <laughs> what? When has Tony D invented a match ever failed?
3: Yeah. Amazing. These fall down to the most minimalist scrutiny, don't they? Like, every reminiscing, remember what we did today, killed him. Right? That's, that's how, yes, I remember, because that's what we do. That's our trade. Uh, and then when they have the opportunity to do it, they'll let the guy out the trunk. Yes.
2: <laughs> just, that was a cash and release, mate. That was just a warning. That wasn't serious. Now that
3: They do give warnings. The yeah, mafia. that's true. So the horse, next horse heads and the like. So it's like the warning didn't work. What do we do after that? Kill them. <laughs> <laughs> Every time the answer is like the... Tony D invented as many match types as Dusty Roses. <laughs> he loves it, doesn't he? He does, man. And it's funny how they're and always the same. Too. It's always weapons by the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. yeah. Or getting stuffed in something in this case. Mm. I, I can't wait for that next week. Isn't it?
2: Next week, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Spring break indeed. One week away. A trunk it. I thought the date was wrong on Wikipedia. So what, last week, when we were doing it yesterday, I was like, oh, two weeks.
3: It's next no, week. It's next week. Are they going to reverse the car down the ring and then open the boot? And it's going to be like where the coffin would go in a coffin match. And you've got to roll your opponent into the trunk of the car. Yes. yes. That's absolutely that's fantastic. That's class. Stuff him in a thing match. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, anyway, uh, are we time for the main event
2: yet?
5: <laughs> Yay, yeah, guys! are we going to be fasting? <laughs> it's all right, Stacks.
4: Don't worry about it. Uh,
2: what's the deal with cars?
4: Cars are um, a method of transportation a vehicle. And as the old saying going, I don't need anything flash. I just need something that can take me from A to B. And that's what a car does. Takes you from A to B in a a certain amount of time that is far more quicker than walking. Like, Say, for example, I wanted to um, Heming Metro, the metro station that I get my train at in the morning to commute to work stacks um say that you I know, know <laughs> in the inevitable event that it stops working right i would have to right okay but pilo's on pilo's the next station there have been times i have to walk to pilo it's like get some exercise I don't really have the time to do that right 30 minutes to get to pilo right if i didn't have 30 minutes cool i've got a car i could get there in about four so that's a deal with cars it's quicker than walking and it's a vehicle
3: thanks for that do you know what else it stacks? it's a Art to Monkey's album that you need to get around to f***ing listening to. <laughs> On the
2: list! I'll get around there eventually. No, you won't. A bit of a serious point, actually, guys. I was uh, involved in a bit of a car crash myself last night. and oh, uh, what? I was uh, regaining consciousness, and uh, the doctors were trying to convince me I'm a Swedish guy who'd forgotten my identity, and I was having none of it. I wasn't Bjorn yesterday. Huh? I was <laughs> Bjorn yesterday! Three jokes, three questions, three jokes for you, Sidge. Question number one. What is the difference between a BMW and a porcupine?
4: Something to do with obviously there's a spikes have to be involved. Yeah. It's something to do with pricks because pricks drive BMWs. So what is the punchline? Oh yeah. So a a prick on the outside. A, a B- th- yes. uh, uh, thing's got a prick on the outside, and a BMW's got a, got a prick, prick on me. the inside. A
2: porcupine got his prick on the outside. You're yes. right. Yes. One for one, Ablett. Over to you. Question two. Joke two. What kind of qua does a sushi chef
3: drive? Say, do you know more sushi than me? raw fish, isn't it? Raw fish. What else has it got going for it? Uh, it's not necessarily
4: all raw fish. I think that's a really culturally insensitive uh, way of that's looking at it, f- Hamlet. Do so I look like
3: I've ever eaten sushi in my goddamn bland life? Of course I haven't. I'm not a big sushi guy, to be honest. I like a bit of
2: sushi myself.
3: Always seems like you have to get vinegar involved, and I can't do that. <laughs> so vinegar's the best. I know, I vinegar's can't. Vinegar's the best. <laughs> I don't want that in my life. <laughs> It'd be a lot less complicated if I liked it. Uh, vinegar's very involved.
2: What's the
4: punch like? That's the punchline. That's a setup. Set up. What not, kind of car
2: does a sushi chef drive?
4: Even though like it isn't necessarily raw fish, I think for the purposes of the joke that there yeah. should be a fish pond. So I'm going to go with... Um,
3: fish pond car brand.
2: Mercedes.
3: Mitsubishi. Mercedes. <laughs> Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi.
2: It's good, but it's not right. What kind of car does a sushi chef drive? A oh, Rolls Rice. A oh, Rolls Rice. Yeah.
3: Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's the, yeah. You wrap it up in a sushi it? roll. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, that's had on television before. <laughs> yeah.
2: Final question joke for you, Sig. Yeah. If men driving big cars got tiny cacks, <laughs> what a men driving a mini have?
4: Well, it's not a big cock mm-hmm. because that's not a joke. Not really just opposite. Trust me, it's a problem, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> Who told you? <laughs> <ain't no> one. <laughs> Ever.
2: <laughs>
4: so, uh, you, you're meant to say, a big cock, stacks?
2: It's not a big cock. If men driving cars... What a men driving a mini L? A f***ing s*** car. That's why they get... <laughs> Get out of here with your Italian job f**ing <laughs> ass. See you later, guys. sucks. Almost time for the main event. Just before that, though, we got a uh, vignette uh, hyping up a debut. Oba Femi next week will debut, and to set that up, we really got a showcase of his skills, chucking a sofa around or something. Really cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: Television set, a sofa kegs just hauling it all over the place when have any of us in this podcast complained about that When one's like a segment it's like five minutes on raw where people just show their strength I know, I, know, and, I know and it's nothing to do with the match it's cool it's cool uh, and then it was time for the main
2: event which was the grace and waller effect uh, with uh carmel hayes and trick williams grace and waller welcomes us it's <laughs> so about six different cameras on him of course uh, he's talking spring break, dude. Uh, he says, we've got a lot of matches, but the main event sees me beat Carmelo Hayes, uh, basically. Uh, this brings out Melo and Trick. Waller, welcome to the show. Um, he says, look, uh, I, uh, I normally hate my guests, but uh, everyone likes you, Mello. Um And I know, he says, I look, I know, Melo, you wish it was bronze sitting here. Um, and uh, Mellow he always seem to get a number one contender's match and then be in the, in the right position at the right time. Uh, and uh, yeah, Wall's like, yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty bloody cool, actually, mate. Um, and uh, Waller says, Mello says the same thing every week about all the titles he's won, uh, but Wallace is the same star as Mello, um, which means that I'm exactly what the title needs. Um, again, Mello tries to talk, but Grayson Waller really likes the sound of his own voice. Um, and he's like, what, what's all this bollocks about I am him? Um and Mello says, Well, that's what everyone says every time I walk in the building. And uh, if that's not him, I don't know what it is. And Wool is like, Well, actually, you're more of a them because you wouldn't be anything without Trick Williams. We called this, of course, yesterday. Um, and Trick gets all hit up about this. And Mello calms him down and says, Look, we know, we knew this was going to happen. Um, he says, Look, uh, you've stolen every opportunity you've ever had. There's greatness, there's you, and then there's Carmelo Hayes completely miles ahead of you. Um, maybe you're not that guy. He says, you know what, I've done all this gimmick with the banners coming down, all the stuff that I've done. Let's do yours. Oh, wait, you haven't got any. <laughs> uh, and Waller's like, well, yeah, what about stand and deliver? Um, Waller says, you were made, you won the title, but I stole the show, and the main event happened even before the final match. And Mello says, hey, six out of ten. That's three more than any woman you've ever been with. Uh, and they start talking about their futures. Mello says, Logan Paul might be looking for someone who can be in the prime costume. Uh, what? And Wallace says, I'd be better at that than you would, you prick. Um, what was this?
3: really <laughs> fell away with this. Yeah. Well, yeah,
2: I didn't know what was going on here. The viral moment's going to happen next week. I'm going to beat you and then do a shooey. Um and then Mello says, I'm going to take your shoe and put it in power lines and you're going to get this. You'll go to the moon. Well, I'm going to beat you on the moon, to try to fly a spaceship out there. It was like this all over <laughs> again. Uh, and Mello stood there with his title and Wallace sort of jaw jack with him as we went off the air.
3: I thought this really got not good. i got massive concerns over Mello as champion, you know, like they don't know how to book him as a baby face because they can't keep him like just cool and interesting as a character. Uh, you're more them than him. It was really great because this tension that should exist between Melo and Trick at this point is the magic of the title run, probably. It's where it started and it's probably where it should end. Uh, and Grayson Waller is, I think, going to be tremendous off the back of another high-profile defeat. I know he's no-selling on Sanctuary 1, but this is going to be another heavy loss. And I think that's something that his character can absolutely absorb. I was Yesterday, I was thinking, why are we getting to this now? But I think Waller's above... This title program, which doesn't say a lot about Carmelo Hayes. Very naff. Mm. I just thought it was naff.
2: A bit Decent
4: approach if you're going to do an all heel thing just to do the trash talk. Why would a heel be interested in putting someone over that much? But I just thought the actual content
2: of the trash talk was baffling at times. Mm. Uh, well, let us know your thoughts on NXT on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch well, there. can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hanflett at... Michael Hanfler. Follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to what Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, uh, the Dynamite preview is coming your way a little bit later on today. And, of course, we'll be back Tuesday next week to preview not just the best wrestling show of the week, possibly the best wrestling show of the year, NXT Spring breaking, dude. Uh, Subscribe and it'll drop to your feed as soon as that podcast is released. But for now, this has been the uh, NXT review. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon.